0: To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. And then from verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then, miracles, then, gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. This is the word of the Lord.
1: He comes to share his reflections with us. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you call us together as your body, as the body of Christ, with Christ the head, and that you graciously bestow on that body all the gifts that are needed in order that we can grow individually and together and so that we can serve you and the purposes of your kingdom in our time and place. And so we pray this morning that your Holy Spirit will inspire Chris in his words, that you will give him the words you want us to hear, and that you will inspire us with open hearts and minds to hear that message, to allow it to take root deep in our lives. And to bear fruit in the days to come. Yeah. For you are a great God, and you call us to great things in your great power. Yeah. Yeah. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. 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 Linda, thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? Okay. You are right. I'm greatly encouraged. Uh, after the first service, I rushed back home to pick up uh, Seth B. and Mills. And uh, I bumped into a man who said, oh, thank you so much for that. When you prayed, uh, a warmth fell upon me and went right through my body. And I thought, oh, this is really warm. This is... And we were praying for the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know if you've noticed that when we talk of the Holy Spirit, he turns up. So I want you to be aware of two things. What gifts has he given you? Secondly, what new gifts does he want to give to you today? So as we look at body ministry and receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, think about what he's given to you already. Perhaps you need to stir up the gifts that he's given within you And then be ready to receive new gifts from him. Before we look at that, I want to introduce you to what I do. I I work with a team of people called The Light Project. I'm delighted to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because as a team, we're based in Chester, Peterborough, Glasgow, South Coast. We rely on the Holy Spirit to let others in on what we've got. We love to reveal Jesus. I've brought a leaflet along with me. If you want to know more information about what we do, then you can grab one of these after the service. And all our stories and whatnot are, of course, online. And I love to write. I haven't brought a bookstore, so this isn't a big sale. But the very first book that I wrote was an encounter that I had. It was. It starts with an encounter that ha- I had with the Holy Spirit as I prayed for a desperate heroin addict that people just called a dirty smackhead. Which, and they said, "Oh, don't bother with him." And I saw before my very eyes a man healed. Um, so the, the areas that we're going to look at this morning. Who are the Holy Spirit gifts for? Secondly, well, what kind of gifts are available? If they're gifts, well, well, what are they? Thirdly, how do you get these gifts? And then lastly, we're going to look at the key, and that is to ask. Last Sunday, uh, I was in Huntingdon. I was working with a couple of churches, and uh, we went out and did some treasure hunting in the afternoon. Treasure hunting is asking God for clues as to the people we're going to meet. And I took a team of terrified Christians out into Huntingdon, hearts pounding, wondering what on earth was going to happen. And uh, we ended up meeting our... Treasure, quite unexpectedly, a couple of guys sitting on a park bench drinking lager. Uh, I'd written on my clues that I needed to pray for someone's left hand, little finger, which I thought was absolutely bizarre but I still wrote it, wrote it down and after talking 10 minutes with these guys on the bench in the park by the bandstand where we felt we needed to be I said do you know what guys I, I, I've written this down left hand um, little finger that I need to pray for someone and the guy put up his hand like this went, that's me I said what do we that's painful he said it really hurts left hand little finger what do we do said, oh, I can pray for you if you like. And I held his little finger and said a simple prayer. And he said afterwards, you know what? That feels better. How come? And I was able to talk about God who knows us and loves us. And that this was a little sign for his little finger for him to know of the one who knows him. Later on, uh, we did church in Costa in Huntingdon. I love to paint. Uh, I'm not saying it's a wonderful gift that I've got. They're pretty scrappy, these paintings, but I love to paint. I paint most weeks in Wetherspoons as part of my role as city centre chaplain uh, with the Peterborough churches. But I painted a number of pictures. And one of them was a simple picture of a pebble going into a pond with the ripples. And in the middle, I wrote one word significant. I looked at uh, a really cool couple having their coffee. They were kind of on the edge. I, I wondered if they were part of what we were doing or if they were just there for coffee. And I thought, I think this painting is for that young lady. I thought, no, she's just a bit too cool for me to go and talk to. Um, but I did in the end. And I sat and gave a prayer painting to the guy. He loved it. He shook my hand. He said, oh, that was brilliant. And then I gave the significant painting to the young lady. She's um, in the picture there. Uh, She didn't say anything because she just wept. I said, I'm so sorry. I I didn't mean to make you cry. That wasn't my intention. I just want you to know that you really are significant and that God... Loves you, and she just cried and she said, No, no, that it's good. (laughs) I didn't know her mum was there, she had um, dropped her there after work. Her mum was part of the team. Her mum said, You know what? I'm so pleased you gave that prayer picture to my daughter because she has tried to end her life twice recently. She needs to know that she is significant. So who are the Holy Spirit gifts for? Is it just for mad evangelists like myself who love to paint? Is it for Linda who's ordained? Well, Paul reveals that the gifts of the Spirit are for each one of us. Now to each one, verse 7. If you're a bit like me, you might look around you and think, well I can imagine why Lee would have gifts because I see the gifts in him. I can imagine why Jonathan would have. But me? Would I have any gifts from the Holy Spirit? I want to encourage you to believe today that the gifts of the Spirit are for you. They're for you. Paul shares that they aren't just for our own pleasure, they are for the common good. We are the body of Christ and the gifts of the Spirit are given to each one of us for the common good. Later on in Corinthians, Paul writes about the gift of prophecy. And in 1 Corinthians 14, he says this, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And then he gives the framework for what prophecy is. In the Greek, eagerly desire is translated as be greedy for. Be greedy for. And this morning, I want to encourage you to be greedy for the gifts of the Spirit. You may be incredibly gifted this morning, but there's more. Be greedy for them. I wonder if you believe that the gifts are for you. The reading that Julie brought to us, you might have heard some things and thought, no way could I have those gifts. This morning, would you dare to believe that the gifts are for you? A recent book that I've just finished uh, by Saju Sanda Singh uh, says this. Uh, It's from the early 1900s. He was a holy man who met with Jesus and he just walked around sharing the good news of Jesus. Still in his saffron robes um, uh, all over the world. But he writes this. Everyone, everyone should follow their calling and carry out their work according to their God-given gifts and capacities. The same breath is blown into a flute, cornet and bagpipe, but different music is produced according to the different instruments. In the same way, the one spirit works in us, God's children, but different results are produced. And God is glorified through them according to each one's temperament and personality. Do you see where the would you rather game fits in? We are uniquely gifted, uniquely different. And Father God wants to use what we've got for the sake of one another and for the sake of this world that desperately needs the hope that we have. So would you dare to believe that the Holy Spirit gifts are for you? Uh, What kind of gifts are available? I don't know if you've ever played this game at a dinner party. If you were an animal, what would you be? Have you ever played that game? Okay, have a think. If you were a kind of animal, what kind of animal would you be? What would you be? A stag. Oh, I say, Stevo, Steve-o. Steve. <laughs> a cat. A cat. Okay, we won't, we don't need to unpack why, but that's is okay. What kind of animal would you be? Hedgehog. A hedgehog. Oh. Okay, a hedgehog. I mean, the Winnie the Pooh's tiger. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Love it. Winnie the Pooh tiger. What animal? Any other animals? Yeah. What would you be? A phoenix. Oh, that's it. I love that. Great. Okay. Anyone died? To, yeah, bee. A unicorn. <laughs> you really would be a unicorn. You are indeed the most rarest animal of all. B, you are. Um, okay. We need to be um, just a, a, just aware that this could get a little bit rude, but hopefully not. There are young people amongst us. If you were a body part, what body part would you be? Just have have a moment to think. If you were a body part, what body part would you be? What would you be? Mouth, mouth. <laughs> Well that's I'm not surprised by that actually. It'd be the mouth. Okay. What body part would you be? Yes. Hands. Hands. Okay, someone's been volunteered over there. I love that. What body part would you be? Heart. Grey. Any more? It's it's hard, isn't it? But Paul declares this, that we are the body of Christ. The gifts that we have build up that whole body. You see, we can't all be the heart, the hands, the mouth. We are each uniquely gifted and each uniquely different so that we can be a body of Christ, his representation now. Uh, I work with Sheila. I've spoken about Sheila so much. Forgive me if you've heard me harp on about her. She has the most unique gifting in hugging people. And most Fridays I will work with her, and she will simply stand there in the cathedral square with a sign that says, free hug. Sheila, who is in her 70s, is the most phenomenal hugger. And without stretching the evangelistic truth here, she has hugged hundreds upon hundreds of people, most of whom don't know they are loved. I I have seen grown men cry, not because she doesn't let go. (laughs) but because they encounter God with her. The gifts that she has and how she uses them means that people get what she's got as a follower of Jesus. Um, She loves it when the firemen uh, stop their fire truck, not on call, and the firemen get out and have one of Sheila's special hugs. And for her, that really is a perk of the job. Uh, (laughs) But what gifts have you got? Uh, The list that we've heard, they're not the exhaustive list within the Bible. There's 25 gifts of the Spirit that are available for us. And again, depending on our characters, our personalities, our trade, all that kind of stuff, we're not all going to be gifted in all these different things. Just have a look at some of them. Some of them might surprise you, particularly the last one. Some of them are more obvious words of knowledge, words of wisdom, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Last Saturday, uh, we uh, were celebrating the induction of a Baptist minister in Stony Stratford. I was asked to speak, which I must say didn't go down too well. it, it kind of worked, but the illustration didn't. From right at the first start, it just didn't work. But what really did work was, I was also asked to pray with a number of different people. There were church representatives there, Catholic priests and loads of different representatives that were there. And as I was nearing the time of praying for my friend, I thought, I do not know what to pray. And then I had an awful thought. It terrified me. I need to pray in a tongue. I thought, I can't do that. That's just embarrassing. In front of all these people, pray in a t- I can't do it. But the microphone was passed to me and I opened my I did explain what I wanted to, felt I should do. And I sang in a tongue I'm so pleased I did because it brought incredible encouragement to my friend who was being inducted on that day. I had, I really, really did not have a clue what I prayed. But two people were able to interpret what I prayed. They brought such... A powerful word that encouraged my friend. No end through what I, want to be honest with you, thought was a really stupid thing to do. So what gifts have you got? What gifts would you like? (laughs) And how do we then get these gifts? Well, first off, we need to believe that these gifts are gifts. We can't earn them, you see. We can't work ourselves up to try and make ourselves better to receive these gifts and, oh, if I do this, if I do that, if I... They're gifts, they're undeserved, they're gifts of grace. We need to believe that these gifts are available for us. And I know that some of us this morning are hungry for more of God, of, for more of his presence, more of his power, so that we can walk even closer with Jesus. Um, I love to, to practice, and then I'll practice some more, <laughs> Uh, the story I shared with you at the beginning of the man with his little finger, I want to be honest with you that I did that a number of years ago to practice to listen to God, to go out and take teams. I did that about 20 times with my heart racing, my palms sweaty, and I did not meet a single person, and I felt a failure the teams that i led well they met people in the most dramatic of ways even one guy who said i don't believe in this it's really it's really daft but i thought i'd come along and have a go i said well what have you written he said oh i've written uh, chip shop and i've written a uh, left big toe was his clue. You needed to pray with someone with a left big toe. He said, this, this," I said, come on, let's go to the chip shop. There was one guy in there who was mopping the floor. I said, excuse me, we're practicing listening to God. We're part of a team. Um, We we believe we need to pray here with some of my friends written left big toe. The guy dropped his mop. He said, oh yeah, I was in hospital yesterday having my ingrown left big toenail removed. he was shocked and my friend who said this is stupid was shocked. So I practiced, I practiced, I practiced until I went into a place because on my clues of seeking to listen to God and to pray for someone, I had written crocodile. I mean, how silly is that? So I walk into a shop in St. Andrews up in Scotland and I walk up to the guy in this bric-a-brac shop. I say, excuse me, uh, we're on this training thing. (laughs) Didn't say that I was leading it. (laughs) We're practicing listening to God and we're practicing praying for people. I've written here crocodile. You don't happen to have a crocodile, do you, in your shop? He didn't even look down. He opened the drawer of his desk next to him and went, what, like this one? And plopped this tiny little crocodile Not a real one, just in case you're on his desk. He said, why do you want it? I said, I think I'm meant to pray for you. He said, why? I said, I've written left shoulder pain here. Someone, I need to pray for for God to heal them. He said, oh yeah, for two weeks I've had left shoulder pain. One of the names that I'd written as well was John. His name was John. (laughs) He was a... I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so it was a busy little shop. Uh, I didn't pray for him there, but I kept him in my prayers. And as I was said that and as I was leaving, he said, Chris, before you go, don't forget your crocodile so you can remember that you met me. <laughs> I wonder, would you dare to practice with the gifts of the Spirit? Would you dare to offer to pray for someone for healing while we're having coffee? Would you dare to bring a word of encouragement to your neighbour this afternoon? Would you dare, would you dare to practice the gifts that we are given Another way that we can know how to get these gifts is to take a step back. To just see, what what has my Christian life been like? And for those of us who perhaps haven't quite worked out whether we're a Christian or not, still to take a step back and just say, where has God worked in my life? What has he been doing? How has he gifted me? I mentioned Healing. I often pray for people to be healed. The more I pray for people to be healed, the more I see people healed. <laughs> the more I see things that I cannot explain, like Bob. Bob is a barrister. He's a trustee of the Light Project. He came to see me, and uh, this is his story. I went in suffering from diagnosed clinical depression and I came out completely healed. It was as if I had gone in with a broken leg and come out with it entirely mended. It was that clear. Um. Lastly, the key is to ask. At the age of 18, brand new Christian, I went to sunny Skegness to spring harvest. Have you been to Skegness, spring harvest? I say sunny, it had been snowing the day before. It was extraordinarily cold. And as an 18-year-old, I hung hung out with um, fellow university students and they started praying and they prayed in this bizarre language. I just didn't understand what they were praying. It was... I'd never heard it before, and it freaked me out, I must be honest with you. And I felt uncomfortable, and I left thinking, they are crazy. Why would they pray like that? It's gobbledygook. And I went and sat on the beach and got a, a wet bottom, and I spent time praying. And I said, God, if you want me to have that gift, I can't explain it. That's strange then I'll have that. And I asked him about it. And a little while later, I just opened my mouth to pray and outflowed a language that I could not understand. I could not understand. One of my first students as a Light Project, we've trained over 300 uh, evangelists um, over uh, the years. Uh, One of my first students uh, was uh, uh, from, from... Uh, Chicago. She said, "Chris, I do not believe in the Holy Spirit being able to give gifts, especially the gift of tongues. I do not believe in that at all." And uh, we had some conversation about it. I said, "That's fine. Don't worry. You can ask." She said, "Okay, I'll ask, but I do not believe in it." She asked, and nothing happened. She came to me and said, "You know what? I told you. It's just nonsense." She had a nightmare a couple of day, uh, nights uh, after. It was, it was awful. Um, her fellow students were on uh, the walls of Chester and they were being attacked. And she woke up from her nightmare and sat bolt up straight, speaking in a language that she did not understand. And God had given her. The gift of tongues. I talk about this not because it is the only gift. But I hope to challenge you to think about the gifts. So the key is to ask. Luke 11, Jesus teaches his first friends about prayer. He says, if your son asked you for a fish, would you give him a snake? Or if he asked for bread, would you give him, like, a rock? So if you're good, if you know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I want to encourage you to ask. No one's going to force you. No one's going to make you receive the Holy Spirit. But you can ask him. So, as we think about the gifts and being the body together, who are the Holy Spirit gifts for? For each one of us. What kind of gifts are available? Well there's a myriad of different gifts. Blended, shaped. There's not just one and that's it. How do you get these gifts? Well practice. Have a go. Dare to pray for someone. Dare to bring a word of encouragement or knowledge to someone today. And lastly, would you ask? going to pray for us. And as I pray, uh, can I encourage you to hold out your hands? You don't have to, but ready to receive some gifts. So come, Holy Spirit, come and give us new gifts. For those of us who are hungry for more, would you give us more? For those of us who have yet to encounter the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may we encounter him now. For those of us who would dare to believe that you are here, would you just come and remind us that you are I want to pray uh, for those of us this morning who do feel a bit rubbish. I want to ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lift us up and you would show us just how wonderfully cherished we are. That we are loved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would like prayer afterwards, um, I, alongside some others, uh, we're going to just be available here after the service in uh, tea and coffee time. If you would like someone to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit, would you come and grab me and uh, others who will be here um, to pray? Thank you. Thanks, Chris.
1: We're going to stay in that quiet, reflective, expectant attitude as we sing our next song and as we prepare to receive the gifts of Holy Communion that God gives to his people, the meal that he invites us to. So if you would prefer to stay seated, Okay. Then let's sing together, The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. The Lord's my, my shepherd. shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still.